Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. You are tuned into the Nafs Connection podcast with me, Seema Azmat, a.k.a. Umrayyan. I'm a certified professional Nafs Connection mentor coach and an Islamic practice facilitator. I coach Muslim moms live a fulfilled life connected to their fitrah and tawakkul of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without the fear of judgment or failure. We are in season two of the Spiritual Connection Stories series. Listen to me talk to my guests about their spiritual connection stories, their pivotal moments, inspirations and aspirations with regards to their connection with themselves and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with an hope that this creates an inspiration for you too, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, my dear listeners. Today I have with me Sister Alvia Tahir. She is an Islamic studies educator and head of the Islamic department in an international school in Qatar. She is also the founder of the Little Sahabas Academy, an online Islamic academy for kids. Welcome, Alvia. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Sister Seema, thank you so much for having me on board. Alhamdulillah. Alvia, I'm so happy to have you here because uh, uh, I guess our uh, connection goes way back <laughs> to 2014. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. Very true indeed. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. So I just want you to uh, tell a little bit about yourself. So, um, tell us a little bit about Little Sahabas as well because I, I know you through Little Sahabas, <laughs> right? So we met way yeah. back in 2014 uh, through the conception of Little Sahabas, I can say. So tell us a little <laughs> bit about how that came up. Well, to say about myself, I am an Islamic educator for primary and secondary students in an international school in Qatar. Alhamdulillah. Apart from that, I'm also pursuing my advanced diploma in Islamic studies with the Katagas Center. And most importantly, I would like to be identified as one of the founders of Little Sahabas Academy, which was initiated back in 2015. Alhamdulillah. Basically, Little Sahabas Academy was a dream project where we wanted to revolutionize Islamic education to meet the demands of the younger tech-savvy generation. Because back then, there was a huge demand for digital content, in particular meeting the demands of the children. Because either it was super boring or it was um, not in the authentic source way. So we had to bridge this gap where we could provide authentic Islamic information to the kids, but in a way which they would enjoy. And Alhamdulillah, from being a WhatsApp group, we have evolved into an online Islamic academy with uh, Alhamdulillah with more than 30 plus uh, faculties working with us for the sake of Allah Alhamdulillah and one of the recent projects we have touched is called Little Ustad where we are actually training young generation to become professional content creators who will spread the deen of Allah in a style which is loved by the younger generation because you know no matter how much content we make how much creativity we try to um, feed in there is always a gap between us and the latest generation so we thought why do we why are we struggling so much why not help the younger generation itself themselves to create the content which will be enjoyed by their peers so this is one of the initiatives we are taking and alhamdulillah a lot more to go may allah use it for all of us and accept it from us i mean Alhamdulillah. And I can see like, you know, because um, 
back in 2014, I guess, uh, I, I start, I was a part of Little Sahabas as well, where I used to teach my son Tajweed and record those videos, put it together in a, sorry, audios and put it together in a video and yeah. like, you know, uh, send it on WhatsApp and things like that. So Alhamdulillah, those were like really good memories. And that was a beautiful initiative. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. So uh, Allahumma barik and seeing where like it started and where it has reached now, it is beautiful uh, and it is, um, uh, it's really heartwarming to see uh, the progress that uh, Little Sahabas has made over the years. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Totally Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Because yeah. at times a question comes into our mind asking, do we really deserve where we are? I mean, like these, mm. these positions where we are able to do some, even a, mm. a tiny change for mm. the sake of Allah. But yeah. just to think that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen each one of us for this place is something a bit overwhelming, I would say. Alhamdulillah, it was only through Allah's mercy. Alhamdulillah, that's very true. So um, you said, Alvia, that you were not always a practicing Muslim, like, you know, so um, you acquired the knowledge of deen at a later stage in life. So um, what was your earliest understanding of uh, who Allah is and what got you on this path? Uh, basically, one good thing that with my family was that my family was very religious, alhamdulillah. And uh, one thing my mom made sure was we pray our five times Allah. Since the day I remember, like, you know, when I was in my year, uh, when I was five years old or six years old, I don't remember. But so far, I, as far as I remember, we never missed a salah or at least they made sure we never missed a salah. Even though I may not feel like praying my salah, but that was a rule. No giving up salah. Apart from that, we used to watch movies. We used to listen to music, etc, etc. And all those things out. Mm. So this was how it was going for a long time. I would say even in my college days, I still remember my parents wanted me to wear abaya, niqab and everything. And I used to go to college and remove everything off. <laughs> and I used to wander around. Mm. This was what I was just wearing all of that for the sake of my parents and all that. Mm-hmm. But Alhamdulillah, even when I remember, I remember a few of my far relatives, mm. uh, you know, they had this... Um, a tradition of going to grave worshipping dargahs and all that mm-hmm. so when i was a kid i remember they taking me over there mm-hmm. and i was I, I was pretty much just a kid I, I all i remember is something didn't feel right i was not even uh, a knowledge person or anything but something didn't feel right they asked me to recite some surah mm-hmm. at that time i still remember having a conversation with allah mm-hmm. saying allah i don't know if this is right or wrong if it's mm-hmm. right accept it from me if it is wrong then forgive me mm-hmm. that's something very much installed in my memory for a long time. So I, I truly believe that when Allah wants to guide someone, they bring them out from places you can't even imagine. And that's how it was for me. And after college, I went through some phase where I had to go, go through break heartbreaks and everything, 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 all sort of mm-hmm. those stuff. And mm-hmm. that's when um, it was like a life transformation moment, I would say. Mm-hmm. When you are at your lowest is when you feel the light of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Basically, I was at a place where I was confused. I was lost. I had too many questions and I couldn't find answers. So one fine day, what I did was I switched off my phone. Pretty much extreme. I do everything extreme. Mm. My parents got scared. Why is she switching off her phone? I stopped talking to my friends, everyone. I switched off. I I shut myself in a room. I said, I will not come to the hall. I will not see TV. One Mm. full month, I still remember. I called it detachment mode. And I stayed inside the room. I was reciting the meaning of Quran. That was the first time. 
mm-hmm. i studied the translation of quran mm-hmm. i was looking into the meaning of the quran saying talking to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yeah i need answers mm-hmm. i have too many questions right now and i don't understand why things are this way none of the none of the people's words make any sense to me right now so give me an answer and at that time was the huge transformation so every ayah when i was reciting it it felt as if like allah was directly talking to me exactly answering the question in my mind exactly giving me a solution for the problem i had in hand and i i, I don't know that i i couldn't explain that feeling i i truly believe a lot of us would have gone through those transformational moments in our life where we would have got that little bit of connection with allah where you understood that happiness is only by pleasing allah subhanahu wa taala and the only love that is true is of allah subhanahu wa taala and for the sake of allah subhanahu wa taala so when you realize that your life takes a 360 degree change i would say everything starts changing all your dreams goals everything starts realigning in a different way now you want to do everything for the sake of allah that context comes into life and that's how every other journey started with me alhamdulillah subhanallah that's very profound actually alhamdulillah and uh, you're right like you know i'm sure like uh, even including myself um uh, i i the the glimpse the the flicker i think like you know when when you are in that place and you're in the dark place and you're searching for some meaning you're searching for something like you know some kind of a hope uh, that's when allah throws his rope like again it's not even throwing his rope the rope was never the rope never it was, it was always there it was we always there we, yeah we just yeah. had to see it at one point yeah we we just don't uh, realize that it has been there and then we go around like you know paddling and uh, struggling and like uh, looking in all these places except in the direction of allah but then allah brings us uh, you know opens us opens that uh, uh, what do you say vision for us to see that you know here here i'm giving you clarity you know see <laughs> subhanallah your point actually reminds me of uh, mm-hmm. something else as well we normally when our iman goes low we normally say i feel distant away from allah i feel like mm-hmm. allah has gone distant away normally this is how we feel but yeah. actually allah is very closer to us he has not yeah. moved a bit yeah. it is we who run away with yeah. the chaos and the illusions of this dunya and get lost Yeah. but alhamdulillah it's a rahman he brings us back every time just like I, that's what probably it means that he loves us more than our own mother yeah subhanallah <laughs> subhanallah that's so true that's so so true subhanallah we are just like um not looking in the direction where allah subhanahu wa taala is we are turned away and uh, when when we do see him that's when like you know i think that's the moment and again that is that is part of the hidayah that he gives us right so mm-hmm. subhanallah so subhanallah. um like my i was just wondering like when you when i was hearing you say that you know you locked yourself up in the room like what mm-hmm. prompted that like you know what was that moment that you realized that i need to connect with allah right now like what shifted for you uh basically i'm i'm a very sensitive and an emotional person who gets attached to every other person in my life like if i had 100 friends mm-hmm. you can't even imagine but if you had 100 friends like you know 100 people in your class mm-hmm. i would be close to all those 100 people i would be calling each one of them at 12 o'clock in the night to wish them birthday those days mm-hmm. you know the days of jahiliya mm-hmm. any person i talk to i'm instantly connected and i get emotionally attached it's not just the affection but the attachment as well 
so if some person doesn't respond to me it hurts me so i was like this kind of a person and when this transformation period happened the relationship started uh, you know it 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 started getting blur in my scene nothing was making sense all the people whom i thought were very close to me nothing was comforting me at my down period even though they were trying a lot i wouldn't say people were mean people were very good mashallah but that moment i realized more than anyone's love we need something else to hold on to to survive in this world this love the the love from people is not enough and i was you know a desperate person for love you know i i even from a cat i would just get super emotional with mm. and at that moment i was looking for that ultimate connection that relationship what is there in life why should i live so these questions started coming uh, you know started coming inside me mm. and when i was having all those too many friends around and my my parents my relatives everyone they start keeping on judging you they start keeping on in a good intention of course mm. but they start keeping on giving their own advices and i was not able to think clearly so in order to find that answer from allah subhanahu wa taala i had to shut everything i need i needed that silence badly mm. and alhamdulillah it worked when i shut every other noise around i started listening inside i started understanding things things were becoming more and more clearer alhamdulillah every other quranic ayah made so much sense and that's where i fell in love with allah subhanahu wa taala and his beautiful words i would say uh, once you fall in love with allah it's like you know that you know that taste right mm. once you feel that nothing will make you happy True. for the rest of your life you just want to taste that again and again that's the reason people wait for ramadan that's the reason people want to go to hajj you know to get that mm. feeling of extreme love and closeness with allah subhanahu wa taala i think that's where the change happened and that was the leverage which i needed as well subhanallah that's uh, again like you know goosebumps <laughs> subhanallah yeah <laughs> because uh, i i I personally think that you know when you don't have that connection with Allah that's when um you lose the connection with yourself you know mm-hmm. so uh, when when you are not um, when we are like I I guess like uh, one of the things which like um, uh I recently like you know I'm I'm doing the series on uh, salah the inner dimensions of salah right so on youtube mm-hmm. so um so this this particular uh, series is based on um, i'm just inspired by this book in the dimensions of prayer by ibn al qayyim rahimullah and um, so when i'm reading this book the more and more i'm reading um the insights that i'm having around that is subhanallah what i'm noticing is exactly this piece like you know one of the major major uh, uh connections that we have to allah is being regular with our prayers is uh, it's not just like praying a mechanical prayer but also like you know um being in it like that's what the inner dimension is about right you're checking your inner dimension and like where you are at what is the quality of the prayer so i think that is one of the major things because um i feel that you know when you are not Uh, you want this connection you're looking for you know something in your life you know you're, you're looking for mm-hmm. something that is what it feels like it's as if there is this missing piece that you're hunting down like you know and mm-hmm. it's so simple as as with everything in life it's so simple that the one thing that actually can give you that connection is just praying 
you know, reaching out, like praying five times a day, reaching out to Allah through the prayers, subhanAllah, and connecting with Him, and connecting through His words, through His book, subhanAllah, and um, that really resonated with me, like, you know, in, in what you shared, as well as, like, uh, the insights that I have been having reading this book as well, like, you know, subhanAllah, that we are just going through and thinking that we, it's like self-created misery is what I call it. It's like, you know, exactly. we are, yeah, we are creating that uh, misery for ourselves just because we are not, uh, we are choosing to look away from Allah and choosing mm -hmm. to focus our attention on something else. SubhanAllah. SubhanAllah. Mm -hmm. Alhamdulillah. So um, that was really, really inspiring and really... Um, it's, it's an example what I see from your story, Alvia. It's like, you know, um, it's an example that when the soul is yearning for um, what it needs, it's yearning for its sustenance, then you go through this period of discomfort and you go through this period of um, frustration and not finding that anywhere else except with Allah, subhanAllah. Mm -hmm. That's uh, that's what I'm seeing from your story and learning from your story, subhanAllah. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think just uh, I just wanted to share uh, yeah, go ahead. one ayah which uh, after you know finding this connection, you mm. start seeing every other Quranic ayah in a different way, in particular certain ayahs. And the one, uh, the normal which we normally recite, what do we do in, in our community when someone dies? We recite, Inna lillahi wa inna ilaihi rajiun, right? Mm. Normally, that's that's the norm, that's how they taught us. But yeah. when I was reciting through that ayah in the Quran as well, mm. uh, subhanallah, the meaning of that ayah is just. Beyond description, I would say, Inna lillahi wa inna ilaihi rajiun. Indeed, we belong to Allah. I mean, like it, it tears me up when I say, "What more do I want?" Mm. I mean, you know, you throughout your life, you are looking for a belonging. You want to belong somewhere. You want to belong to a group or an identity. And Allah is saying in the Quran, "You belong to Me." That that I always I. I, I just can't explain. I would say it's super emotional for me because mm. that was my, my hold. That was enough mm. for me to proceed on with life. That I belong to Allah and the next is I will return to Allah. Nothing more do I want more than that. Subhanallah, that's, Subhanallah. that's the end of every other problem or anxiety or anything you have in your mind. Subhanallah. That was, I think, um, one of the golden nuggets that... Um, would be the highlight of this conversation, subhanAllah. That's so true, subhanAllah. It is so, so, so true because, um, uh, and especially like, you know, um, uh, with the kind of trials and tests that come in the in this world, like, you know, and uh, with your experiences and with the, uh, with, the, with the things that Allah puts forth in your path, I guess this is a good anchor uh, to notice mm. that you know subhanallah uh, how temporary you know uh, is. just the example i would say because uh, you know we live in gulf so mm. in particular for a working person like me we mm. spend our first 10 months working our you know the hell out mm -hmm. to just looking for the vacation where we can return back to home where yeah. we can come back you know just mm. for that two months or one and a half months of vacation mm. we would be like okay vacation will be there i'll go I'll go back to my country i'll go back to my mom i'll go back there i'll go back to my home you know mm. that that is uh, that is an anchor which helps you to get through every day of work pressure mm. and i would say the same for life life mm. has been a bit rough lately for everyone and when we understand that we are going to return back to Allah subhanahu wa and if we have that correct knowledge about who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is when we know 
in uh, in feeling that he's a rahman he's a rahim he's alwadud he's alwali when you internalize those meanings and when you know that you're going to return back to him it's it's just a feeling of love that doesn't scares you at all of course we're not ready yet we have mm-hmm. a lot more to gain to go there but still so, death so. feels like another step closer where you get yeah. you know I, i'm finally going to run back and going to see my rab alhamdulillah inshallah inshallah may allah take us when he's pleased with us i mean may allah mm-hmm. take us when he we are at the height we are at the peak of our iman and and that he is thoroughly pleased pleased with us and may, may he not hold us accountable for the errors that we make while we are living and subhanallah amin ya rab that's true and uh, um one of the things like i think you know uh, is so so important is what you said is knowing allah it's so important to know who allah is in order to be able to um fulfill our purpose as a slave right subhanallah unless we know who allah is there is no way we are going to know what we are and what our purpose is in this dunya mm. and uh, like that's something also so so important what you mentioned it's it's important to know who allah is and i think um i i would also urge our listeners to um do that like you know if they're not already doing it like you know just go go and learn about allah know him and that would be like such a big uh chunk of that connection you know building that connection with allah subhanallah alhamdulillah i think your life makes sense after that mm it it's just the 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 puzzle never fits without you getting to know who your rab is because that's the ultimate relationship we have yeah. we were created for that relationship we are slaves and he's our rab yeah. and if we don't get to know him nothing makes sense true true and when we get to know him everything fits like you know a properly done puzzle and mm. alhamdulillah the journey after that is a um is a journey of love i would say true true subhanallah alhamdulillah so do you have any moments uh, alwia where you feel that you know do you fall into that uh, moments where you feel that you know you struggle even now like you know even after having this understanding do you feel that you are like you know slipping sometimes and when if you do have such moments when you do have such moments what do you do what supports you in um, coming back and you know reconnecting with allah subhanahu wa taala in such moments um, i think again that was uh, a journey of 10 years i would say you know after finding allah subhanahu wa taala getting into that relationship you you are like you think that everything is set mm. like that's it you want to be a perfect muslim i think that's mm. the biggest mistake i i did initially mm. i thought this is how i am supposed to be i am supposed to be that perfect muslim perfect you know with higher level of connection with allah subhanahu wa taala every 24/7 Mm. and every time thinking about allah i was expecting that from myself in a very unfair way and which was not practical which cannot happen because mm. uh, even the hadith of prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam uh, said that the the fitra of iman is that it will go up and down that's how it is mm. but i didn't understand this initially due to the lack of knowledge mm. and i was expecting too much from myself which went into a, a dark circle i would say i started falling into depression i started having low self esteem issues i hated myself i thought I, i was not worth living for because i was not a good muslim in my eyesight 
people were saying no you're doing this 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 but inner i only had those negative voices which were saying no you're not worth at all you, you love not love you so these kind of persuas started creeping in and i struggled with this for a long time i didn't even know what i was going through i tried to explain it to people but hasbunallah during those days i mean like those days in the sense 5 7 years back down the lane mm. people were not um, aware of this mental health issues Mm. they when you go and when you ask a friend for support they start judging you they say it's mm. just in your mind you're just lazy nothing else and that mm. start that becomes another bit of a question into your mind you start questioning yourself oh, am i just lazy or am i just overacting so mm. it was pretty much a very tough ride and i really really appreciate you because you are on this platform where you are creating awareness about mental health issues in particular in the islamic community because this is the need of the heart i had live suffering where people didn't understand what i was going through and they were judging me through that it was not just the judgment it starts making you question yourself you start hating yourself more you think you're overreacting you think you're dramatic you think this is what is the cause of it and it was a very 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 tough journey i used to cry my nights out and my husband used to be you know he he didn't he was like he wanted to know what's the problem but i couldn't even explain what was going inside me so he will be like what's the problem i said i don't know i don't know what's the problem i don't know why i'm crying i i just feel was i still remember a ramadan where i couldn't even recite quran much i was struggling i was forcing myself to recite but i didn't give up alhamdulillah but i was forcing out and out and out i i start getting the question oh am i not a good muslim doesn't allah love me that's the reason i'm not able to do these ibadah so it was a turmoil it was a spiral of negative waswas and alhamdulillah alhamdulillah after a while i after you know getting into the knowledge of things then i understood that first i have to accept myself and by accepting myself i have to understand that i'm weak i'm a person who's trying to grow day by day is a journey of growth mm-hmm. i cannot just put the seed right now and expect a forest to be there tomorrow i can't expect that from myself that's uh, again uh, injustice i'm doing to my own self and when i got this understanding it was a bit easier for me i had to convince myself in and out that allah will forgive you first you forgive yourself because till you're stuck with that negative viswas that allah hates you or you are not a good muslim you never go beyond every other salah doesn't you don't feel like going and praying salah you feel ashamed but once i started accepting that i'm weak i can fix myself with the help of allah by making dua and by taking the action but the hope started blossoming inside and that's where actually my growth started again and right now i'm at a place where i still have my ups and downs I, but i stopped expecting myself to be that perfect muslima because i know it's not going to happen we are never going to be that perfect version we can be better than what we were yesterday and that's my goal for every day just be better than what you were yesterday and try to fix yourself little by little little by little because at the end of the day you enter jannah only by allah's rahma not by your perfection or not by your how amazing you are when this knowledge started getting in i think things made a lot of uh, sense alhamdulillah and i started feeling a lot peaceful and i actually became a lot productive as well alhamdulillah 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 i just like i just like laughed when you said how amazing you are because like I guess um, in most of everything that you shared Alvia one of the things that actually 
um, common commonality I can say that stood out to me is um, uh, showing up as a humble slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and uh, sometimes mm -hmm. he puts us through these um, trials where yes waswas are happening and Allah allows these waswas to go through where we are we feel that as if we are stuck in that uh, in that waswas but there is the there is this wisdom in Allah's plan for us that He allows us to go through these waspas and believe these things about ourselves, you know, Subhanallah, which are not true. Mm -hmm. um, because, like, you know, I think what it teaches us in in a bigger picture is that ultimately we are not. Um, it's it is not how amazing we are, right? Subhanallah. Mm -hmm. it's, I, I laughed because it's <laughs> one of my realizations as well. I have had this realization for myself as well. It's not how amazing you are because you are not as amazing as you think you are because uh, whatever you are able to do, whatever accomplishments you are having, how much ever that you, uh, you um, uh, how much ever, uh, what do you call this, um, uh, accomplishments, right? Whatever you achieve in your life, it is not coming from you. It is not you. It is because Allah blessed you with that, like, you know, with that achievement. It's, yes, you are putting in work, but then, <laughs> but then that has come from Allah, you know, subhanAllah. Uh, so I, I think that, you know, placing that weakness itself is a blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because if not for those weaknesses, if not for those slip-ups, probably we wouldn't have learned how to be humble. Exactly. You know, to accept the fact that you're weak, to accept the fact that you can't do everything perfectly or you can't do anything without the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I just give this example. Yeah. Like, you can't even make your hair fall stop. That's the simplest thing. <laughs> True. But even that's not possible. Yeah, so yeah. what can you do? You can't do anything. Yeah. You have to ask Allah for everything. And Alhamdulillah, yeah. that makes you humble. And I also wanted to share another reflection, which mm. I shared uh, while I was having my recitation with another sister. Mm. Uh, when we came up to the story of Musa al-Islam and Harun al-Islam, mm. when we were going through the description, we found that Harun al-Islam was very good in communication. Mm. Whereas Musa al-Islam had his own challenges to communicate, that's where he, um, you know, he made the dua. So my reflection point was, technically when you see two people, actually Harun al-Islam looks better from the outer view. He speaks well and he doesn't have any black spot in his uh, initial past days because Musa al-Islam had a pretty adventurous story, I would say. But it was beyond our wisdom, beyond what we can think, how Allah chose Musa al-Islam. So we, we as humans, we think, oh, this person is better. This person is good. This is what makes someone amazing. But Allah has his own way of judging people. And he's the best of judges. So even the weaknesses makes a lot of sense. The flaws makes a lot of sense. Alhamdulillah. And uh, end of the day, Raditu Billahi Rabbum Muhammadin Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Just pleased with whatever he has chosen for us. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. So true. That's... A very good example what you gave that's so true um who's like again like you know it is uh, i even think like you know it's not related to being amazing or not amazing as but allah knows who is suitable to do what mm -hmm. uh, you know who is suitable to carry the burden or the responsibilities um to fruition better like you know who is able to do whatever in a better way so whatever we have whatever and, and this again like you know I think um, right now what just pops in my head is uh, the the ever-growing need to compare ourselves with mm -hmm. each other you know so 
each one of us have what um, like you know what i have you don't have what you have i don't have you know so mm. we we are each given in uh, the proportion that we are um uh the proportion that like you know we each deserve i think because allah knows what um what he needs to give me so that i can execute that in a in a in the best way possible and what he needs to give you so you can execute that in the best way possible right so this this ever growing trend of comparisons itself i think is kind of just um, detonates right then and there when we understand this subhanallah subhanallah that was an amazing example for that i guess subhanallah alhamdulillah so just to wrap things up if there was one thing you would want our listeners to take away from what would that be Well if there was one thing i would like for the listeners to take away from this podcast would be i really wish and i pray that each one of you get to taste the love of allah subhanahu wa taala i truly pray because that was the game changing moment for me that was the rope which i needed to hold on when life didn't make sense when survival became a struggle and during this pandemic all of us are going through challenges which uh at times are unbearable i would say nothing is unbearable allah will not test a soul more than what it can bear but we always have this quote like i can't bear this right but the truth is allah knows whatever we can bear is what he gives us but still when things get hard when your when your path gets super difficult when you're lost when you're stuck when you don't know how to take the next step when you don't know how to move on the only thing that can push you further to move on would be the love of allah subhanahu wa taala and that love and that love is worth living for and that love is worth dying for and that love is worth getting back again on the day of judgment to meet allah subhanahu wa taala in a pleased and pleasing mood so for that i leave you with a beautiful dua which has changed my life like on a 360 degree angle which is اللهم اني اسالك حبك وحب من يحبك والعمل الذي يبلغني حبك او الله اي اسك يو فور يور لوف ذا لوف اوف ذوز هوم يو لوف اند ديتس ويچ ويل كوز مي تو اتين يور لوف ٹرسٹ می اف دیر واز ایون جسٹ ٹو منٹس فار می ٹو میک دعا دس از اے دعا دیٹ کمس ان ٹو مائی مائنڈ بیکاز دیر از نتھنگ مور ویچ اے وانٹ ان لائف دین دا لوف اف اللہ سبحانہ وتعالی if allah is pleased with me what more do i want in life what more do i have to worry in life and if you get into this mindset i pray that each one of you will get into this mindset i think life becomes a bliss despite the challenges we are surrounded with may allah choose us among those whom he love ameen ya rabbal alamin alhamdulillah alhamdulillah subhanallah that's such a beautiful and profound takeaway subhanallah especially the dua that you just mentioned it is like absolutely um, there are so many layers and depth to that dua subhanallah alhamdulillah and i'm sure like everyone listening are going to benefit so much from this uh, this entire conversation and everything that you had to share and brought to the table alhamdulillah barakallahu feeki so If anyone is looking to get in touch with you um how can they go about it Well to get in touch with me they could contact me through LinkedIn or Instagram both of the profiles I'm sharing with you apart from that if they want to follow the updates of little sahabas it would be a pleasure for me to share those links as well with you 
Yes, absolutely. I will be sharing all the links and how they can get in touch with you in the show notes below um, of the audio. And uh, it was such a pleasure to have you on board, Alvia. Jazakallahu khairan. You were listening to the Nafs Connection podcast brought to you by Level 10 Muslima Life Coaching. To learn more about me and how you can work with me, visit my website www.level10muslima.com. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram under level10muslima.life.coaching. Stay tuned for more stories. This is your host Seema Azmat aka Umrayan signing off. Until next time, stay blessed.